At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode four, season 15, still in San Diego. Hi, Aid. How are you? I am all right. How are you? I am good. Always glad when the weekend is on the horizon. Almost made it. How was your week? It was busy coming back from Houston, driving two hours. <laughs> It was it was a it was a weekend. I will say that. I had a great weekend though. Um, in Houston, great weekend. But um, going to parties, going to the Burna Boy concert. Burna Boy is a Nigerian artist. I think he's British Nigerian. <laughs> I don't think he is, but <laughs> I don't even think you need to give a qualifier. Burna Boy is for the world now. I mean, he just won a Grammy. He's he's partnered with P Diddy. He has songs with like international people. If you don't know Burner Boy, I don't know what to tell you. His concert, the part that I stayed for, was great. Um, <laughs> I couldn't hang. Me and my friends, I had a flight. They had to go to work. It was on a Sunday. We we're like, oh, we enjoyed some of this. We're going home now. And he didn't come on till late. As always. I, my favorite thing about concerts is that I forget. And it doesn't matter the artist. Because people were acting like, oh, it's a Nigerian. No, all concerts are like this. You go. Um, There's an opener. Then they come on late. And every time I go to a concert, I forget. I'm the person who sees, oh, doors open at 645. I'll be there at 7. I beg to differ. Nigerian artists are a whole different a ball game. Like, it's to the point where you could have a concert that's at 9 p.m. And they don't show up till 1 a.m. They don't give a fuck. At least with like the American artists, it's like there's an opener and you can decide like, I don't, I hate opening ads unless it's someone that I know. So I time it and go early, but this is just, they're just late. It's just what it is. But in Burna Boy's defense, he showed up at 10. And when I went to Coldplay earlier this year, I think they showed up at 930. So, so he was not that late, but I know, I mean, maybe other artists do, are late, but in his defense, he wasn't late. I'm just old. Yeah. Okay. Everybody I knew in Houston, which is a lot of people, was at that concert. 
everyone's Instagram stories looked the same. It was red. <laughs> it was him. It was them. <laughs> I also went to the concert, even though I wasn't there. So, <laughs> and that's the thing about Houston. Whenever there's like a Nigerian artist or anything, it's like a, it has a huge Nigerian population. So anytime there's an artist, everybody's going to the same event. And it's just like my Instagram stories also go to the same event. So, I mean, I don't even, I, I've only lived in Houston for a short time, but I had a similar experience. Instagram because it was like even people who I don't like see or talk to anymore I'm like oh you were at the Burning Boy concert too oh you were at the Burning Boy concert yeah everybody was there I mean the same could be said for the DMV really because whenever um Nigerian artists come here they go to the same location the Fillmore am am I saying the right thing in Silver Spring Mm -hmm. so it's always the same thing so it's always the same people but I'm glad you had fun it was a good week nothing event uh eventful happened to me but it's good i think the highlight of my week is coming up i get to see my baby daddy and by my baby daddy i mean the weekend so, i'm so happy for you <laughs> thank you so much i get to see my baby so i have a story to tell about the weekend i've seen him a gazillion times i have many stories i could tell but one of the uh times that i went to go see him i was scheduled to have surgery i was not supposed to go anywhere i was in intense pain I was doubled over the whole time at the concert on my seat, but I still went. I went by myself, by the way. And instead of going home right after, I stood in line to meet the weekend. Doubled over in pain. Did you meet him? (laughs) Oh, yes, I did. He signed my CD. It It is worth it. He signed my CD. I still had it. I wore like a Kanye shirt. I don't know if it was the pain or that was a choice. And then he's like, who's that on your shirt? I was like, oh, you, of course. He's like, and that's when he had the dreads. And he's like, oh, no, it's not. And I'm like, it's me. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm having a conversation with Abel. But <laughs> and then it was so late at night. And then I couldn't find my car. And I was in pain. But I was like, but I talked to Abel. And like you said, it was worth it. But yeah, that's how I'm obsessed. Not smart, but I'll do it all over again. I'm so glad you have that memory. <laughs> Yeah. Of meeting the weekend, not of being doubled over <laughs> in pain. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Um, what do we need to update the people with this week? We need to update them. The after party will be on Patreon on Monday, as it always is every week. Um, our lovely recap where we talk about Keisha and what she's wearing and what these people are saying. Um, and that next week we will not have an episode because we're we're on a break. I almost feel like we should say we're sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, life and things happen. It's it's like old news now, but outside is open. Like back in the day, there were no breaks because there was nowhere for us to go. But now there's places for us to go. So, so sometimes we don't make a show. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully it's, it's a boring episode. I'm guessing they're still going to be on the honeymoons. So fingers crossed, but either way, we'll talk about it if there's anything. And maybe as we catch up with my live tweet, so you can catch that. That's why we say follow us on the socials. You might see something there. So, but yeah. So outside is open for us. And I think it's open for, you know, all of the former maps people. So what's going on in maps land? All right. So believe it or not, guys, the last one standing from Boston last season Olajuwon and Katina celebrated their one-year anniversary. Can you believe it? No, I cannot believe it, and it does not make me happy. (laughs) The thing is, 
it's always interesting when people watch old seasons. So my friend is currently watching DC and she's just like, did anyone make it out of DC? And I look forward to the times when people are going to be watching Boston and they're going to be like, so who made it out of Boston? And I tell them, Olajuwon <laughs> and Katina. And I just look forward to the face that is going to be made <laughs> when they realize that's the couple that made it. But either way, congratulations to them. They still seem so happy and wishing them many more years and really hope they've gotten through everything. And yeah, we wish them the best. Um, Jose, Ryan from Houston, and Henry from New Orleans got together to play golf in Louisiana. I mean, well, they're close enough. The of Henry was very random. Um, well, it wasn't his home state. Why is that random? Like, if you were to ask me who was going to get together, that collection of people is not what I would have come up with. It actually makes sense, actually. Jose, Henry, and Ryan? Yeah. I guess. I think for one, okay, so Ryan is thirsty to be like a math family person. Like, I feel like he just wants to be friends with all the math family people. And Houston in general are just thirsty people. And then they like golf. They brewed it up. They had beers. And Henry likes to golf. And maybe they were in the area. So they heat him up and they made it happen. Okay. <laughs> um, Amelia from New Orleans. Fun fact. I don't know the season numbers. I think Aid usually remembers that. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. she can say season six, a... season seven. I'm like, what are you talking about? Just I'll tell you the city, but I don't know the numbers. Season um, six is Philadelphia. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only know. Wait, now I don't know. I thought DC was eleven or ten. It's ten. <laughs> it's ten. Yeah, DC is ten, and eleven is New Orleans. Those two I know. But Amelia seems to be going strong with her new guy, who she has never actually confirmed is her guy. But they were doing some weird stretching yoga thingies, but. You know, Amelia really is someone who matches to the beat of her own drum. And I think I now believe that she was probably on maths, like, not for a long time, but for a good time. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't dispute it. Um, Someone in the comments did say she would be so great for Big Brother, like, if only she had time on her schedule. And she responded and was like, I think I could make that happen. So... Hey, what's his name? Will. He was a doctor. Doctors can go on Big Brother. But that's how long it's been since I watched Big Brother that that's my reference is Dr. Will. Oh my God. That was like, what, season two? And also, yes. he's like a skin doctor? Not he, like a there's surgeon, levels. right? Um, is it plastic surgeon? I can't remember. But maybe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but he's kind of, we're getting distracted. I know. He's like the kind of doctor that's like Terry Dubrow, who just wants to be on TV. So he's started doing shows on E! And then you see on reality shows, he shows up on there and all that stuff. But don't say Big Brother. It's a trigger word. Big Brother, for those who watch, is so terrible. I've watched every season and it gets worse. The microaggressions, the racism, the people. Oh, so bad. Anyways, um, Noi is still posting. Noi's annoying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say she's that, but it's true to herself. She was annoying on the show, and now she's annoying oh now she's God. off the show. I felt like I was holding it in, but it just felt like she posted a bunch of throwback pictures on her marriage, saying some things aren't meant to be forever. And she's just like, it feels so good to feel like when you do too much to tell people that you, whatever. And then she and Alyssa, they're like bestie besties all the time, they're everywhere together. They're hosting some or attending some workout class or something this weekend. But anyways, um, 
Vincent, Brianna, and Rachel from Houston met up with Jamie and Beth in LA. Another just very random collection of people. <laughs> well, to caveat that, I don't know if something's happening because Johnny was also in LA, Johnny from Houston, but he was with his girlfriend. But you think they're filming something? That's what I was thinking because why would Brianna, like, she's pregnant? Like, you know, so I don't know if maybe something was happening and it was just a collection. I don't know. That was my guess because that I thought was random. I was like, Rachel and Vincent and Brianna? Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, Lindsay posted something about, that's someone else's whose Instagram is so annoying. I just, it's on mute and I just scroll past. But Lindsay posted something about coming back to work after COVID. So I think she got COVID and she's just recovering. Um, and finally, where in the world is Haley? Haley is in Portugal. Good for her. Did you see that Steve was in San Diego or going to San Diego? I'm having a vague recollection, but I think that was another reason where I was like, um, is something happening? Because Jamie and Beth went to San Diego after LA or something like that. So I don't know. There was a bunch of interesting Because Merla is there, but she's there for work. I think she's posting coworkers or something like that, but there's a bunch of them. But no one's saying anything about filming or anything or whatever. Definitely not Jamie. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they st- that's the interesting thing. I'm like, Jamie got fired from Unfiltered. So yeah. does she still have a job with the MAFS universe? I don't think so. Where would they fit her in? I don't know. Yeah. So she's still, um, you know, her kid suffers from the seizures and they're still trying to figure out, you know, what that's about. And I think they're off the RV for a little bit because she was talking about school and stuff for the kids. But she's still also talking about, you know, having kids. And again, as always, honestly, hope she gets her heart's desires and she's able to get her third kid. But you don't actually want to hear if she got her period every month, do you? I mean, I don't need the details. I think it's just nice if he just tells us, surprise, the baby's here. But I don't know that I need to know that she's ovulating and all the other things she tells us. (laughs) But yeah. But yeah, that's about it. And, you know, we can get into the episode. Okay. How did you feel about this week? I, I, for some reason, I really am enjoying every episode. Mm-hmm. I think these people might be entertaining, or they're just new. Um, Ergo, they're entertaining. No, I think they're inter- I think they're entertaining. Um, this is the first time we're seeing all of them together, and you know, we've been kind of saying like they're not quite gelling, but I think this was like the best interaction we've yes. seen of all of them. But it's still not complete until Ben and Morgan join, and we kind of see, you know. It's still an upgrade. There was no fight on the flight. <laughs> so, cause I think with um, Atlanta, wasn't there something in Vegas? With Chris, there was some kind of drama or something. Oh yes, I Chris thought. and, and um, what's his name? Eric. Yeah. So I don't know, but anyway, so far so good. And it was good. It was good vibes. That's the only way I can describe this episode, but let's get into it. So we start the episode with them back to the wedding night with Kristen and Mitch. And Kristen is going on and on about pajamas. And listen, I haven't warmed up to Kristen yet, guys. Like, she hasn't done anything. 
Her energy is just, in AIDS words, frenetic for me. And I'm just like, I don't know. And I just don't quite enjoy how how accepting and I'm being a hypocrite. I, I can't accept how accepting she is of Mitch. Like she, nothing is a thing for her. And I don't know why that annoys me. <laughs> I don't know if it's her suffering with Mitch, but I have kind of launched into, I think I, I think I like Kristen. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's good. I like, I have no valid reason, so it doesn't count. I'm just being a hater, but she did have her suitcase on the bed, which I think is disgusting. Disgusting disgusting like, especially since there was a i don't know what it's called the thing you hold your suitcase with right behind the bed so why is it on the uh, why is it on there look so um i don't know if it was just me but mitch looked like he aged from the last episode to this which makes no sense but maybe the stress <laughs> the stress of it all but for the umpteenth time he tells us that he's the kind of guy who cannot force stuff and aid this cannot be good something is they're prepping us for something and he's giving us anxious. all the clues. He's giving us all the clues while not coming straight out and saying it. Yeah. But on after party, he kind of said it. <laughs> well, Kristen is taking off all her makeup and she's excited to cuddle. And she comes out like it's some reveal. And Mitch tells her that she looks nice. His smile was wide because, I mean, he's been telling us he just wants to see her without makeup. But I can't tell if the smile was genuine or not because he's telling her, you look nice, you look beautiful, you look everything. So they turn out the lights and I think I heard a peck. I don't know if it's a sound guy or if it was them, but I heard one. Then we move on to Lindy and Miguel. Lindy is still on cloud nine and she's awing at the room like, oh, but that room looks claustrophobic to me. It looks so tiny. Um, Miguel tells the producer that he's open to sex, if she is. But the next thing we see is Lindy spiraling about her stuff. And then we get a timer. And it was so funny because we just watched Kristen also not be able to find pajamas. (laughs) And she wasn't, I wouldn't say calm about it, but in comparison to Lindy. (laughs) Like, she made a whole, like, in fact, we got a timer. Like, she's just moving from place to place, and Miguel is lying on the bed, just waiting for her. We get to 20 minutes, we get to 35 minutes, and then we hear her talking to herself, and she's, like, talking about, can we get the lights brighter? I can't see anything in here. Then she calls herself- And the herself, lights look bright to us? We're so confused. If I could see the suitcase all the way, she was directly in front of it. <laughs> and she starts calling herself a crazy person, and I'm like, uh, nothing major has happened. She just can't find something. She can't and, find some pajamas. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now we know her family and friends were not exaggerating. <laughs> so um, then we find out that she's in the bathroom for the long for a long time. Miguel has had it, and he just comes and knocks and goes into the restroom, and she seems like all agitated, and she's like, I just want to wash my face and put my hair up. And he's like, Okay, I'm just gonna take a leak in the other restroom. So I think that was Which the right call. Begs the question: Why did he walk in there in the first place? Well, I think he wanted to find out if she was okay. And when and he then walked she was in, just brushing her teeth, it was so strange. I mean, she was being frosty, and I think he made the right move by saying, "Okay, I'm just gonna go." Instead of being like, "Okay, it's okay, it's up, just leave, just let her be." <laughs> so he tells us that the whole stressing out and spiraling is a bit of a concern, but he's not turned off yet. Because she's his wife, and it's just something to be aware of and be on the lookout for. I thought it was interesting that he used the word spiral. The same word that her friends used in the intro, 
how I was like, how did he know the word? Honestly, that's the word I would use. That is exactly what she was doing. She was spiraling. I might have used freaking out. It's just a... I, anyway, I just thought it was interesting that he used the same word. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe like in the friends and family when they meet or whatever, they might have mentioned like she spirals a little bit or something. Or maybe the producer was like, do you think she spiraled? And then he was like, yeah, I think the spiraling is a bit of a concern. So... Um, she finally gets into bed and is acting like, well, she didn't just spiral <laughs> and is saying how today was a good day. She can have asked for anything better. And then they kiss and they go to bed. But I was going to say like, this is why Miguel's relationships haven't worked because the red flags are flying and you're like, nope, it's just pink. Nope. Nothing to worry about. No, but the, don't, I, I'm just kidding. He's right. I mean, what are you going to do? Run away or put your guard up? You're not going to get the full experience. Like, that is just something you're learning early about her. But I would be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> because nothing has happened. So what happens when the big stuff happens? <laughs> so Stasha and Nate, they walk in and Nate immediately picks a side of the bed. I'm like, what a gentleman. He's like, I want this side. Then he's like, he adds as an afterthought, if you don't mind. But, you know. If you have a preference. I mean, closed mouths don't get fed, you know. Exactly. Say what you want. But Stasha agrees. And I got to tell you that this is why you don't judge a book by its cover. I am very surprised at how agreeable she has been so far. And this is the difference between when you find someone attractive and when you don't. Because <laughs> when you are not attracted to someone or when someone is getting on your last nerves, everything they do is the worst, is the most grievous scene you could ever commit. And she would have been like, how can you just choose a bed? Like, you're not a gentleman. But she's like, okay, if that's what you want, that's fine. And then we get sexy music. We get a shot of her dress falling to the floor as she enters the what aid? The shower. <laughs> We get two showers in one season. I was filled with glee. <laughs> um, my question is, how are they shooting these things? Because like we see something drop to the floor and then it's like, is she naked and the camera just goes to the floor or is she wearing like there's a cameraman somewhere there. So how what is happening here? I, I like you. I was just way too focused on the showers. Um, <laughs> I think the part that really, back in the past, we would think that no one showered because the women would go to bed with a full face of makeup, not a hair out of place. Mm-hmm. And so we've I, never seen wet hair. Never. Never. So, so either they're using a shower cap or what, but it was just like, what is going on here? Yep, 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 yep. And then suddenly Alexis is showering and Stasia is showering and maybe other people are showering and we don't even know about it. Either way, I'm glad to see a shower. Um, Nate says that he's looking forward to cuddling and the producer asks, like, well, would you rather cuddle or have sex? I'm like, okay, way to be subtle. And Nate just laughs. Um, Stasia is getting ready. She has her makeup off. I, I know I've said this before, but she looks so good without her makeup. She just looks so, she's like a natural beauty. But Stasha needs a new night cream because she dug deep to get what was left of that of that one. She went in with her knuckles, actually, <laughs> to get it. So she comes right out. And so far, they all, okay, Lindy didn't have black pajamas. I was going to say they all had black pajamas, but she didn't. 
Um, she asks him his expectation of a wife and he says someone that's supportive and understanding and just being a best friend because when they get old, their looks are going to fade, things are going to sag and all that. And where do we stand, A? Do we believe Nate? Because again, this is a man who is so focused and so glad that she's thin and her waist is thin. Like, do we think these words are genuine? I think sometimes you can intellectually know something and then not actually be able to live it out. Mm-hmm. I think Nate is smart enough to know that that's the truth, but I don't. And maybe with like time and maturity, he will be okay with it when it happens. But it's not a guarantee. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm buying what he's selling so far. Like my brain's telling me something, but my heart is going with whatever he's saying. So like she said on After Party, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Was it her? Yeah, I think it was her. She's like, I'm all in. I'm just going in. So they make out. And they even do the reality show move of, you know, when you pull the covers over your head so we don't know what's going on under there. I'm like, good for you guys. So um, the morning after, we get a cute round robin. They all do like a selfie cam of each other. Miguel and Lindy, Miguel cracks a joke and is like, "Um, we have no chemistry. And then Lindy's like, nope, none, none at all. I thought that was cute. Nate is cuddling Stasha and he kisses her on her head while saying yes, like he's happy with what he got. Justin is telling Alexis that she snores and, you know, Alexis is always calling Justin baby. She's like, no, baby. I'm like, I don't know if this is cute yet or not. And she goes, I'm sorry, baby. Um, Kristen and Mitch, very forgettable. I don't know what they said. Well, I didn't need to remember because then they were the next couple that they actually featured. So Kristen keeps calling him hubby. I hate that word so much (laughs) from the depths of my soul. The only other person who uses this much is Jamie Otis. So anyway, she goes, I'm waking up in the morning with my hubby. Good morning, hubby. And she says she's still on cloud nine and she calls Mitch a great guy. And then confirms that they did not consummate the marriage. I'm like, you need to tell us. No one was expecting it, don't worry. <laughs> None. Um, they start to eat breakfast. And of course, of course, Mitch is a picky eater. He said he doesn't eat, was it creamy sauces? And he yeah. says his his taste is childlike. But honestly, it doesn't matter what Mitch says. Kristen is fully on board. She will roll with it. So he did not like the paper no he was happy about the paper straw but it was in a plastic cup or something and yeah he complains just, about everything he really does it's so annoying that is a walking party pooper if ever there was one it's like he missed the lesson about just going along to get along <laughs> oh mitch our dear mitch. i mean no one's asking you to jump off a cliff just eat your breakfast it's it's <laughs> And I think that's the thing. I don't necessarily fault him for his his thoughts. We all have strong beliefs on things that other people are like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Do you have to voice it every single second? You just met this woman. So why do you feel like you have, she's not saying all of the things. Like, remember that small detail where she didn't make a point about mentioning the Band-Aid on his head or whatever? She could, but she chose not to. Like, it's just, you know, Keep it to yourself. Oh, well. 
All right, guys, we'll be right back to see how the morning after was for the rest of the couples. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Auto Call on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Auto Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites, you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And we're back with Lindy and Miguel. We see them eating on the bed and talking about their honeymoon. And they say like they're looking forward to it because you learn about people through travel. He asks her if she's a chill or hectic traveler. Ah, uh, duh. Like. <laughs> what just... part of Lindy is chill? What part? <laughs> like, when I say chill, you don't say Lindy. But I don't know why he asked that. And then her answer answers his question. She goes on and on about having snacks and how she has to have snacks and then goes on a tangent about blood sugar. And then she keeps talking. Then she talks about traumatic experiences with flight delays. And I'm like, what? Well, are you chill or hectic? <laughs> but I mean, Miguel, po- <laughs> unless you're going to the funeral or to the, like to someone's death side. How could flying be, flight delays be traumatic? That's a big word. You must not have had real trauma. Like, I just don't understand using that word. Like, it's an annoyance. It's an inconvenience, but traumatic? No, No, boo-boo. But Miguel politely nods as she goes on and on. And then he even says, like, you know, it's kind of cute, despite being a stress ball. I'm like, dude, you're in for it. Um, (laughs) She talks a lot. She, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said he talks a lot. I was like, he barely strings no, words together. She, she talks a lot. 
Alexis tried to warn us. She sure did. <laughs> um, Nate brings breakfast in bed for Stasha, and she tells us that she didn't that she just prepared herself or assumed that she was going to be matched with a less attractive man. And I don't know why I found that funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I mean, it's true. Lower your expectations. Expect the worst and hope for the best. So Nate asks her about her insecurities and she says, you know, I'm a good communicator, but there have been breaks in communications where she doesn't get reassurance and she pulls away. This is when I knew that Stasha is the kind of person who, if she goes for an interview and they say, what are your weaknesses? She's going to be like, I work too hard. Because I'm like, (laughs) how can you say your insecurities that I'm a good communicator, but there have been breaks in communications. So it's not you, it's them. (laughs) Um. Nate, she asked Nate what his is, and Nate says he feels very misunderstood, that his dad was in the military and lived in Spain and Greece, and, you know, he was isolated with no kids who spoke English. So when they moved back to America, he moved to a Black um, community, and they made comments on him being light-skinned, being mixed, or not being dark-skinned, just not being enough anywhere that, you know, he, he was. And Stasha says that, you know, she's dealt with that too. Um, She grew up in a, she went to a predominantly white school and they always just make fun of her for being light-skinned and she was not fully accepted, but now she doesn't care. But he says it still bubbles up for him um, every now and then. And then she asks, what can I do for times like that? And he was like, just be there for me. And I thought it was a good bonding moment. I'm not going to lie. Remember how I said that Nate, and Stasia, I'm sorry, that Nate and Stasha were were um, shallow. Yeah. This episode, eh, especially this conversation, I'm like, maybe you're wrong. <laughs> Here's my problem with Nate. I am judging him hard and that's on me. Everything he says, I don't want to believe. Like he's giving full on genuine and I'm just like, nah, I, I'm not, I'm not taking it. Because when he said that, I'm like, is that your real answer? I mean, later on I changed my mind, but everything he says, I'm questioning him and I'm like, why am I doing that? Like, that's not fair. Until he gives me reason. I still think there's reasons to be suspicious. I, I don't think you're wrong. Honestly, I think Woody has ruined it for me. Because of Woody, we try not to judge anyone because we're like, this is exactly how I felt about Woody, but here we are. <laughs> here we are with Rain and Amani and Woody one. Happy family. Okay. So Alexis and Justin are talking, are waking up and they're talking about liking cuddling. I'm like, you cuddle the entire time in sleep? Listen, I like a cuddle, but the entire time, the entire night? That's intense. Just remember, they're at the beginning. They're at the beginning. No, even in the beginning, it's intense. I mean, they did talk about the cons of that. She's like, you don't like the sweaty booty? (laughs) Like, see, that's gross. Like, you get hot. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got a confessional with Justin shirtless. Listen. Okay, I have nothing to say, but I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, why? Have we ever got a confessional with people shirtless? Not even a large one. We didn't get that. I mean, at least a tank top. Yeah. It was all nipples, chest. Okay. Alexis, in her confessional, she has like what looks like a heavy necklace on. And I'm like, did you sleep in this? 
And I tried looking when they were in bed and I thought I saw a glimpse of it like shining in there. And I'm like, um, you probably should have taken off this necklace, but okay. But she's grinning from ear to ear. They do a little playful banter when he asks for her number and she's like, no, I'm married. I'm taken. And they go back and forth. And I'm like, you know what? These two can be cute. They are very cute. The difference I feel for them between when they're together versus when they're apart. It's truly astounding. (laughs) Alexis is not a warm person. I realized in this episode. Like, I, we've seen hints, but I think I realized in this episode that she isn't. The other realization that I got is, you know how every season you say that there is a couple that burns fast and crashes even faster? I think it's going to be them. You think? Yeah. I, I was, um, uh, they're candidates. They're, <laughs> they are candidates. I, well, the thing is, I don't. The only other person that is burning as fast as they are is Lindy and Miguel, but I think they're burning fast. Well, I mean, Nate and Stasha are too. Okay. At this right. point, everybody's burning except for Lindy and Mitch. <laughs> Kristen and Mitch. <laughs> it's Lindy and Miguel, Kristen and Mitch. <laughs> okay. So it's time for the part I don't like where they meet the families for brunch. Stasha meets with um, Nate's dad and friend. She tells them that um, they ask what what's something that Nate doesn't know about her. And she's like, he doesn't know about my work ethic. Like, I'm a workaholic. And but she's working on taking things off her plate. Like now that she that she just thought that she had to work so hard to achieve the success. And now that she's in a certain level, she can, you know, scale back a little bit. His friend Vinny says he worries about them both being so independent. And his dad was like, just don't break his heart. That's my son. I was like, oh, so cute. Nate meets with her friends and her mom. And they ask if he's willing to wait for sex in case you didn't get that. Since his vows, I was like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't his vows. But the friends and family intro had the freak in the sheets thing. And... He said, no, I'm not going to force her to do anything. We just want it natural and all that stuff. And her mom asked the same question. So now we realize that they've been fed questions that what is something that Stasha doesn't know about him. And then he tells us that he had to file a bankruptcy for his business (laughs) and they had debt. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, this is why hustler is a code word for something. (laughs) Um, And... (laughs) I feel like I have to throw caveats that I don't even believe in. Like, oh, well, you know, businesses sometimes fail and, you know, that's part of being an entrepreneur. But really, I'm just like classic entrepreneur. You have entrepreneured yourself to bankruptcy. Not <laughs> actual viable business or businesses. This led me to a question I was going to ask you, Aid. Do you think that they check the participants a w-2 to see where their income level is and if not should they and part b of my question is should there be a financial threshold to be able to apply for married at first sight i do i do not think that they check w-2s but any decent background check like the good ones you should know how much money people made well Maps does not do that. If we have someone arrested in their honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) And to your second question, yes, I do think there should be a minimum financial threshold. People will say things like, oh, you don't need money to be married. Um, 
And maybe if you're 20, but uh, I think by the time you're in your mid thirties, you should, you should. Yeah. And I don't even think it should be anything crazy. Honestly, I think like just having a threshold, like maybe 50,000 a year is reasonable. That was the same number I was thinking. (laughs) Income. Yes. A livable income. Yes. Although, and the reason why I said W2s is like, you know, people like Steve might not make it. (laughs) 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 So as long as you're earning something, because honestly and truly no one deserves to be with a partner that is not you know, bringing in something anyways. So, um, so that was interesting because that whole from themselves, it really is. Yeah. I'm not saying you need to make 50 K to get married. That's if you go meet somebody off the street, but on married at first sight, I feel like there should be a higher standard because you, people are going into this blind. Yes. Yes. And, and just like seeing that financial issues is the number two cause of divorce. Like, I mean, make it easier for these people. They're really going through a lot. So, so his friend asks about things that her friends actually ask him about things he would want to change mentally that everyone always talks about everything else, but no one talks about the generational things that we carry down and what would he like to change for his, um, for his family. He says that, you know, his dad did a lot for him and he starts tearing up and that when he was growing up, he gravitated, gravitated to friends with two parents. I was just about to make the note like, oh, he never talks about his mom. And then we see a confessional where he says that he met his mom once when he was 12 and she was short and Korean. And that was the, and that's a quote. That was just how he described her. She was short and Korean, gave him a hug, and then she left and he never saw her again. I just thought that before you introduce a child to a parent he's never met in his life, did anybody consult a child psychologist? Because that is not the way that you go about it. That's tough. And I felt very, very sorry for 12 year old Nate. Very, very sorry. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we got the abbreviated version of the story, but if this was the actual story, that's tough. Because remember, he already said he was isolated and there weren't a lot of kids who spoke English. And then, uh, and then he's 12 on the cusp of teenagerdom. So anyway, so he's tearing up and he tells him that, and he says he just wants a family culture and he just wants that, you know, mom, dad, and kids situation for himself. Kristen and Mitch have their brunch. Mitch meets with her mom and friends and once again, Aid, I am surprised when we see her mom. At what point am I going to get used to seeing her mom and realizing that her mom is like a bombshell? I just, <laughs> I'm still always surprised. <laughs> I am not trying to be like mean or anything. But when I look at her mom's neck, I do see her age just a little bit. Well, you're supposed to focus on all the work done in the face. Don't look, don't look at the neck. <laughs> I'm just like, well, that's your true age. <laughs> <laughs> um, she asked him his intentions for her. A- another question I hate. Who's going to say my true intention is to fuck over your child? Like, no one's going to say that. So what is the point of that question? So he says that his intention is to give her the best version of himself at all times and to make her and them happy. And then she tells him, you know, whatever you do, don't lie to her. No matter how hard it is, no matter what the circumstances, don't lie to her. Again, ominous words. (laughs) (laughs) 
he goes on and on about his mission and how it's important and how, you know, Kristen doesn't have to be hardcore, but she has to be able to accept who he is. I'm trying to decide if I want to even talk about this. Like, I mean, I want to say have a mission, but it can't be who you are. But I think that's his intention. Like, this mission is who he is. And he's very open about it. I'll give him that. He's like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Well, then you have to decide. Does it, does your mission allow for marriage? I don't know <laughs> if any it of you... It certainly doesn't allow for the trappings of a wedding. I don't know if any of you watched this documentary called The Deep End about Swan... Uh, I forget her last name. I was about to say Swan Lake. But her name is... Oh, Teal. Her name is Teal Swan. And she basically has this whole what others might call a cult but she doesn't call it that. And she has a mission and she has people around. And in the mission, it doesn't allow for any of her core people to get married or to have kids because she can't wake up at three o'clock worrying about a baby screaming. It affects her <laughs> wisdom. So, you know, that's weird, but she's owning her truth. <laughs> like that is her mission and that's what she chooses to do. So if Mitch's mission is about all of this, how fair is it to somebody else why do they have to adapt to you don't you think you have to adapt at some point if you want to be married so those are i my think you missed that part <laughs> so um kristen meets with his family and the producer fed questions they ask her what are your intentions i don't think she answered she kept going on and on about something i'm sorry guys i feel like i just blank out when they speak i don't know what she said and then his brother says, his brother's there, his wife, um, Mitch's sister-in-law, and his mom. His brother says, you know, I feel like he was like he was overwhelmed, that Mitch is a rebel, he doesn't like being told what to do. His sister-in-law, who is so pretty, and clearly does not like Mitch, says, we butt heads. And he lashes out, and he says things that are hurtful. Why would you tell his wife? <laughs> I was like, these people just told this woman that she married an asshole. <laughs> His wife of one day, Abe, of one day, who she's ne he's never met. There's no good intention here. No, no, what? I'm like, are you trying to sabotage him? And the other thing about if Mitch is truly an asshole, he will reveal it in his own time. Why are you telling her beforehand? To prepare her. <laughs> and, you know, I think the mom tried to step in. I'm not sure what she was trying to say, but then the brother was saying something and the sister was like, that's exactly what I mean. Like, then he gets, he's a jerk. <laughs> she wasn't going to let this go. <laughs> he's like, and the um, funny thing is, is that in the package, it seemed like Mitch and his sister-in-law were really good friends. And I think they are, but she still thinks he's an asshole. Yeah. She says they butt heads. And I think Mitch couldn't find anybody else to do a package for him. So She's like, fine, I'll do it. But he does seem to have a good relationship with the kids, though. His um, his nieces. I mean, he yeah. was the manny, but I don't know if that was just free childcare. Like, <laughs> he was I their man. She did leave her children with him, so she can't hate him that much. Okay. So she says, or his mom said, which I think is worse, that you know his pride gets the better of him, and his mom was like, yeah, he can be very brutally honest. I don't know if you guys are keeping count. We've heard her don't lie to her. We've heard him say he's always honest. And now his mom is like, he can be brutally honest. And I'm like, where is this leading to? This is like a roller coaster. And we are inching up, up, up before the drop. And you know what I think it is, though? What? 
there's this like um, obsession with honesty that maybe doesn't leave space for nuance. And I feel like she's going to say something like, oh, the coffee pot is three quarters full. And he'll come and he'll be like, no, it's half. And then we'll just get into this whole argument about whether it was half or three quarters. <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> You're a liar. So Alexis and Justin's brunch, she meets with his mom and his friend. I don't, well, I was going to say we've never met her before, but in after party, she says she was at the wedding because I don't know how I would have forgotten this friend. Um, and the first thing Alexis says is, don't worry, your son is still celebrate. No pressure. We good. What? I think she's missing some social skills, but I also think Justin is too. So maybe they match. <laughs> this is, if they have kids, that would be an embarrassing set of parents to take out. Because my whole thing was, why on earth do you think, I mean, I said it before, like, I think Alexis digests stuff differently from the way we do, but why do you think his mom cares did she even know he was celibate i mean she screamed it out loud at the reception but you know so she asked them what happened with his engagement they gave an answer but we still don't know because the mom was like oh we were wedding dress shopping and he just called and said it's not happening that doesn't answer the question what happened <laughs> that's so. what well that's what his mom knows of of what happened <laughs> like that's what i know i don't know about the rest <laughs> so they ask her if she's been engaged and alexis in her own way is like i've been proposed to three times there's a difference she hasn't been engaged she's just been proposed to three times and each time she said no the way his mom's face changed and is like uh what happened what wrong <laughs> that was so funny to me um, she explains how, you know, it was just not the right way. She had the wrong, how many times have we heard this? That she had different expectations of what it should be. Her standards were too high, but now she's mature and she knows what she needs. And then Justin's friend, like I said, I don't know. Okay. My interpretation is that she was uncomfortable in front of the camera because she sounded like she was reading off of something and she memorized her lines and she's like, so what are you going to do? Like she talked with her entire face, her entire body. And she's like, what do you do? Because marriage is not always going to be fun. And then you just can't. Alexis started talking, but she wasn't done with the script. Like, I memorized this all night. You will let me finish every <laughs> single word I was told to say. <laughs> and she's like, so what do you do since you can't just step out? And then Alexis is like, one, we're not going to do that. <laughs> and that's like, Alexis, it's very easy to interpret her body language as unfriendly. Did you get that vibe too? Epith epithetic. Like, Lexus, it's not just her body language, it's her tone. And her face. Sometimes when she's talking, like, okay, the night before she was drunk, but I'm like, okay, well, you're sober now. But when she's talking, it's like almost like she sounds like she doesn't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah. She's just like, why am I here? Why am I wasting my time talking to you? But, anyways, um, um, the friend and the mom have a confessional and the friend says, we just hope that we can trust her. The mom doesn't seem convinced, but she tells um, Alexis that, you know, he can be sensitive and Alexis is like, I can do with sensitive. It's fine. We'll be sensitive. So Justin meets with her sisters <laughs> and tells That's them. What I mean, what she was saying was actually good, but her tone. Yeah. It just seemed dismissive. I mean, I guess it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Her tone is very dismissive. 
The whole time we were watching Alexis talk to Justin's mom, I kept on staring at Justin's mom's face looking for Justin. No way. I'm like, where is the resemblance here? I think it was in the cheeks, maybe? I thought the closest was maybe the nose. But other than that, we, it's not there, Abe. It's, it's not, not there. there. Like, I, you know, I just, I mean, the, if, again, the thing is, if he was adopted, they would have told us by now. Right? Maybe they're saving it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? But anyways. So, Justin meets with his sisters, and he's just telling them how everything has felt easy, the wedding was easy, the night together was easy, and then he tells them that he's sensitive and he will cry with her, that he just wants to please her, whether it's sexually, financially, emotionally, because if, you know, is it an episode if Justin isn't talking about sex, trying to, you know, do too much? I don't know why he does that. He's like a teenage boy trying to brag. It is bizarre, annoying. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it in any way, shape or form. So they ask how... He plans to advocate for himself because, you know, she could be um, aggressive about what she wants. And then he seems like he's a pleaser. And he says he's only a pleaser only when it's reciprocated. Like, if it's not reciprocated, he's not going to do all that. Um, Then they ask, well, what do you plan on doing if it doesn't work out? And he's like, I haven't thought about it. Which, honestly, is not a bad answer. Why am I going to focus on it not working out? When I get to that bridge, I'll figure out what I'm going to do like the last one. I, he didn't know it was going to not work out, and he got through. Not going to set himself up for failure. Good job, mm-hmm. Justin. So, Miguel meets with <laughs> Lindy's family. This poor man. <laughs> Lindy's family is odd. Sorry. I just... Their, uh, their, her brother especially is, is real. Mm. I will say this, though. I do think Lindy's brother is beautiful. I don't want to say he's good-looking. He's beautiful. He He is... He's, uh, he's not my type. Nah. <laughs> I, didn't, or I, I don't see him and feel like, ooh, but his, his features are beautiful, but he kind of creeps me out a little bit too. That whole Zen thing, I don't it's need that much. much calm in my life. Give me some chaos. Like, no. <laughs> so he meets with the family and he says it was a good time. And her brother is like so intense, but calm. And he's still mentioning how Lindy takes things personally. And then Miguel asks them if they have questions. And then the mom says about sex. I'm like, huh? Them? Where the the believers in God? Like, where are we going with this? Why do you even care what your daughter's doing? So then he starts, he tells, she tells her son to start. And I was like, wait, there are two parts where one person starts and the other ends it? The brother and the mother? This is getting weirder. By the second. So he starts with, uh, you know, the Bible talks about sex and it's like a covenant. And when you have sex with someone, it's like a weight. And then the mom tags herself in and is like, you know, what we're trying to say is like, you guys don't know each other. So you need to wait and get to know each other. This is weird. Ain't none of your business. <laughs> this is weird. Like, get the fuck what out of their so sex life. your sex life, you weirdo. What? Oh, my God. The funny part is if Lindy was a virgin or something, we will understand. But clearly, this girl has made it clear that she's not part of the religion. She's doing married at first sight. What on earth do you think that <laughs> indicates? But anyways. I Miguel, also thought they were sat very strangely. Oh. 
There were like, three people on one side of the table. Then Miguel seemed like huddled in a corner by himself. I was very <laughs> confused. Maybe it's just the angle, so they could get everyone. Not sure why. The third person didn't say anything. <laughs> so Miguel nods and eats and is like, uh-huh. So then they ask about his relationships, and he tells them, like, you know, they ask him why, like, he's 35 and not married. And so he tells them about, like, he can't really say because in the past, like, things that he thought would work out, there's just been cheating and misalignment, and that's just what it's been. So... Lindy's brother is like he does think that Miguel seems genuine but if he hasn't settled down at 35 then there's probably stuff that he has not addressed Tane how old is Lindy um she's 29 okay all right I just for some reason I thought she was also in her 30s so I was confused as to why her brother was like if you are 35 as a man you are a dried up old hag and i'm just like jesus lots of people outside of your religious community are single at 35 <laughs> but we've talked about it there are people who have these beliefs i mean bilal sister believes that if you're a certain age <laughs> you haven't settled down there's something wrong with you but i really hate to say this but bilal's whole family is trash from top to bottom Getting sidetracked here. Check out our Married at First Sight. I'm sorry. Check out our 90 Day Fiance episodes <laughs> on our Patreon where we discuss how much I cannot stand Bilal and his entire family. Trash that produced Co-sign. trash. Co-sign. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, so Lindy meets Miguel's friend and sister, Priscilla. And the first thing Priscilla asks is, what is your zodiac sign? Aid, I well, fell off my damn chair when Lindy said she's a Gemini. Cause I'm like, this makes all of the sense. I, I know you, you're not into like Zodiac signs and all that stuff. I, Gemini's, Gemini's. <laughs> Everyone knows I shit on Gemini's. Sorry if you're a Gemini, I stand by it. I'm just like Gemini's chaotic, chaotic. And I'm like, makes all the sense. Someone responded to her Twitter and was like, I'm a Gemini and I agree. <laughs> Um, Lindy and Priscilla, I wanted to know what Priscilla was because I think they'll be best friends. They can both bond in their frenetic energy. They're just like a lot. I don't know what's going on there, but I think my mom married his sister, (laughs) which is probably why it's not a red flag. (laughs) She's a lot. She's very intense. Intense. I just, if I met her, I'd be like, I just deep breaths. Okay. Deep breaths in and out. Best friends. The scripted questions continue when she just happens to ask if Lindy has debt or if she can contribute financially. I'm like, did you hear that she was a doctor too at the wedding? Like, I mean, she's not lacking for funds. So (laughs) Lindy says, yeah, she has a lot of student loans. I'm making it much shorter. And that it's something that's been so mortifying that she's actually even cried about it. I'm like, oh my God. This season is going to be something because what are you crying about? Listen, student loans are a weight on your shoulder, but I'm not going to cry about it. Like half of the population has student loans. Like, come on. But (laughs) she says, but on the flip side, she's worked so hard that right now she just wants to live life and enjoy it, which I think is fair also. I mean, you're going to die with your debt anyway, so... Um, she's a doc. She's a doctor. Her debt is different from the rest of us. So. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I guess Miguel was a doctor and doesn't have debts. I don't know how he swung that, but you know. 
the PhD, I know, but you know. I still, still. Um, If you manage to come out with the title doctor with no debt, I feel like you're A, in the minority, and B, shouldn't brag about it too much because you're in the minority. Um. But then, you know, all the sister's face drops and she's all looking like, I don't want to. I was like, the last and wrongest angle they can take on this show is trying to paint Lindy like she's trying to get money off him because, I mean, again, she's making money. She just happens to have debt. But I did not appreciate Priscilla's, I'm protective about, no one likes an over-involved family member. Like, you can be protective, but he's an adult. He's 35. Like, stop. It's not cute. When you're all, he's my brother. I know someone. Like, stop. Get a life. Stop it. So. It was so painfully obvious this year how they are feeding the families the questions. And maybe these families were just like not willing to do the work, which I appreciate, to make it sound different. They read those questions word for word, family after family. (laughs) It was dumb. Yeah. Um. I would be more interested in the actual questions that these families have for these individuals. And I feel like it would be like, well, why did you sign up for this? Or like just normal getting to know you questions instead of, are you planning to bang? Um, what are your intentions towards my child? Like, I, I, I feel like it would be better if they just allowed the families to come up with their own questions. Cause I think there would be things like, well, what made you decide to do this show or you know, just interesting character things that I think these families could come up with in their, on their own instead of stupid things like, like, what are your intentions to my daughter? Did you guys bang yet? Like, I just, I don't like these scripts. Yeah, questions. I agree. And then even if you're scared that they might do anything, that's why editing is there. There's no way you can find a soundbite or something that you can make into a question. And then if it, the conversation goes on and you don't have anything, then you can come up with, ask this question just as a backup. But I don't understand how your first choice is not let the conversation be organic. I I don't get it. And I wonder if they let the conversation be organic and then they're like, oh, this isn't isn't enough drama. So we need to introduce the drama questions. Foul on you, Married at First Sight, if that's what you do. (laughs) So after brunch, Mitch is on selfie cam and he's just happy that he survived brunch. Kristen said that she's learning to not to... She's learning not to put too much pressure for him to fall in love with her quickly. I was like, mm, that's interesting that you're managing your expectations. <laughs> that's just, I'm like, that's what you have learned? Okay. Um, Justin calls Alexis's gang, um, also known as her sisters, and I think a friend, cool. And But he says that her sister was protective, which of like, of course. Lindy was surprised that her mom asked Miguel about sex. I'm like, Lindy, we were surprised too. <laughs> Kristen tells Mitch that his family says he was a rebel. He's like, yeah, I think I am. Um, Aiden, why do you use that voice? Nate, <laughs> <laughs> Nate tells Stasha about how emotional his conversation was with her family um, when he talked about not having a traditional upbringing. Um, and she asked what his dad's like, and he didn't actually answer. He just said that he has his best characteristics from his dad. Um, I don't, um, he says that he thinks that they knew he was a real one when he started crying. Um, I did think that was very genuine. I think the day after your wedding and someone asked you about like how your single father parented you, 
I think that'd be very emotional to answer. So I thought he was a real one too. Uh, Lindy talks about her student loans with Miguel. Somehow it gets to Miguel is not a sugar daddy. And I was like, but did she, did, did anyone ask you to be off a, a, be a sugar daddy? I, I don't recall. That was that ridiculous. Again, they're making it sound like she doesn't have a job and she's just looking for someone to take over. No. Student loans is part of the American dream anyways. <laughs> <laughs> pay off student loans. Um, he did say he expected her to pay off her student loans in a timely manner. Well, timely to who? Jose. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lindy rambles for a very long time. <laughs> just, just, it's her thing about wanting to be financially independent and doesn't want him to worry and it was just a Lindy ramble. Um, he calls these things her stressed out states um, in an interview, that they're not red flags. Um, he wants to be a calming reassurance for all this stress, but he wonders whether he can do it. Alexis now has her braids. Very nice Black braids. Black girl braids, yeah. I wondered when she got it done, but I figured it was right after brunch because Justin still had his chunky sweater on. And after that, we know they have an extra day they don't tell us about. Oh. Well, but this was because of his outfit. He was still wearing the sweater he wore okay. to brunch. I could very well see them telling him, even though it's a day later, to put that same sweater on to act like it just happened. <laughs> because I just don't understand, with those braids, how she managed to go to brunch and go get those braids done. I, I'm not buying it. Because she didn't have the braids at brunch. No, they probably filmed it in the evening or something. Only because I recall in previous um, seasons, like I think like when Brie, for Vegas, that's about the time they get it done. Except she actually said she's going to, oh, was it uh, Amani? She's like, I'm going to go get my hair done right after the brunch lowdown. So that's usually the time period. That they so they get like a surprise, so-called surprise person at the door. I'm just like, how many times have we watched this show? It's the basket that tells you where you're going on your honeymoon. To be fair, Aid, you know, we are not privy to maybe the many times production might have to knock on the door and say, hey, we need to get this mic or whatever. So it could be genuine surprise. It could be. <laughs> um, my favorite part, speaking of Justin and Alexis, they're like, where are we going? <laughs> They're trying to read it. And somehow the word Valerita comes out. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's the name of the resort. Then the next the next couple is like Puerto Vallarta. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. They <laughs> could say Vallarta. I was super happy that Maps is leaving the country again after three seasons of COVID it. not allowing them to leave the country. I got to tell you, every time we talk about these honeymoons, I just always feel bad. I don't feel bad for the last season. They went to Puerto Rico. That's not that's not shabby. But the Atlanta and Houston seasons, like Vegas and Florida, and the Florida was like <laughs> the <laughs> the old people's. I actually know someone who went there for their honeymoon, so I shouldn't say that. But, you know, I just feel bad for them. It's a free trip. Why wouldn't you want it outside the country? <laughs> they get a basket. It has assorted items. Um everybody's using the poppers except for of course Mitch because he's seen little pieces of plastic in the ocean and you can just see <laughs> Kristen's disappointment that she doesn't get to pop her popper I feel her I feel her Mitch is always there to kill your vibe <laughs> <laughs> he is there and then there's the t-shirts his t-shirt says hubby she's like you're gonna wear it 
He's like, I'll wear it if it makes you happy. I'm like, once again, just like last week, Mitch, please do not put yourself out too much. Please. <laughs> like, would it kill you to just wear it and then say in the confessional, I didn't really want to wear it, but I knew it would make her happy. So I'm like, why not? What is the whole charade? Like, what's the whole buildup? And I don't want to do it. Like, it's going to be tiresome. The packing... They pack, which I always find funny. I'm like, you're repacking because you're already packed. But okay, we'll watch you pack. Alexis says she isn't pleased about celibacy when it comes to Justin. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, it feels like if you guys didn't want to be celibate, you could not be celibate. So, okay. Um, <laughs> we take, I completely forgot about them, but we take a quick look at what Ben and Morgan are up to. Ben shows us his negative COVID test. Good for Ben. Um, and Morgan is just freaking out. She's very, very nervous about their wedding. Then we go back to everybody else. Um, they all meet up at the airport. Mitch gives a thumbs up, I think, to somebody like, good job, man. Um, they talk about the missing couple. They're like, wait, we're not all here. And then someone tells the group, you know, they had COVID issues. Can I say something? Um, I wonder, I wondered if they had to change locations for Ben's wedding, like if you have to change like last minute and, you know, weddings are usually booked up and I just didn't know if they had to change locations, but it didn't look like they did. They did. It looked like it was the the same. Well, it still looked like the same claustrophobic rooms. Yes. (laughs) So it looked like the same. Um, And I do like when all the couples meet, I don't know. I'm just really excited when they all meet and they can judge each other. But also there was one line that Alexis said before the honeymoon where I assumed the production asked her if, you know, she's willing or whatever. And she's like, if he with it, then I'm with it. So let's get it. I don't know why I found that cute. Because <laughs> it rhymed. It's poetry. I know. I mean, I've heard it before, but I just like the way she said it. And then for someone who has resting bitch face when she's with people in her confessionals, that girl is always smiling ear to ear. And she smiles with her eyes closed. So it's like a big, genuine, like, grin. So it was fun. I liked it. <laughs> Alexis and Justin are on the selfie cam. And Justin said that he likes his wife. She's right next to him. He talks more about how he's going to fall in love with her. She's doing that smiling that Tane is talking about. Let us refer back to After Party two weeks ago, where Alexis said that th- his this talk was a red flag. I'm like, you're smiling from ear to ear. This does not appear to be a red flag to you. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. There's something else in the future where I made a note of that, where I'm like, Alexis, you are, your math ain't mathing, boo. Miguel and Lindy's practice Spanish by saying Puerto Vallarta correctly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe this is the first season of maths that I've noticed this, but they get on a bus, they get out the bus, then they start high-fiving each other. And I'm like, well, since when is high-five the greeting of mass? What is going on here? Okay, so Kristen says mama likes a bath. And then she says daddy does too. And then Nate compliments Mitch on Kristen calling him daddy. And I was like, perception is not what it seems. This, this is not something I would I would assume that Mitch enjoys because Mitch is Mitch. So They all sit down to have their first introductory drink. Spirits seem high. I was um, thinking their rooms weren't ready because I'm like, <laughs> why are they just not in their rooms first? But yeah. So we they go around in the group and we start with Mitch, who once again tells the story about how he thought her mom was the bride. He oh needs to God. stop telling that story. It's a terrible story. No one needs to hear it again. Oh my God. 
it's so like your bride is not first and he just presents like till today i can't tell if it was that he was he found her attractive or if it was like oh wow i just this was an honest mistake so i'm like what is the point of the story at the end of the day your bride is not the first thing you're telling about your story instead you're talking about her mom but again Kristen does what she does covering up for him she's just she's like a- my mom is beautiful and and i'm just like Kristen is, is this is why i can like her i feel like she would t- she's a i feel like she's had a lot of cause to call him out for things and she just lets it slide i wonder what her relationship with her mom's looks are i know i'm thinking too deep because she's just like my mom is hot like no you don't understand she's hot hot and i'm like huh i wonder if she felt any type of way when she was growing up about that like she's not she's i mean she had tits out at the wedding like that's <laughs> i mean it's not like she's it's not that she's just hot it's not like it's an issue that she's beautiful she seems like the kind of woman who commands attention where she goes and maybe on purpose and again this is me just doing too much but it's just a thought we don't hear from Kristen what she thought of mitch they just that wasn't important <laughs> Um, Alexa says oh he's tall oh he looks familiar and then she kept on walking and she tells the group that they matched on hinge Stasha calls it fate this is what I was going to say was like that part where she said she had an issue that it was a red flag for him saying that he loves her but she said but see if I'd never met him I would have missed out on the greatest thing in my life and this is after two days so what is the difference between him saying I'm going to fall in love with you and you calling him the greatest thing in your life after you've known him two days. Like, it's inconsistent. Very. Nate talks about how he and Stasha have natural chemistry and that they have the same toothpaste and Stasha finishes his sentences. So they're all good. (laughs) Siblings Um, are dating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tane, you're wrong for that. Um, Lindy says that she was very calm, which I'm like, I guess you were compared to your normal state. Um, I was and nervous Miguel- when she started talking. I get nervous when she starts talking, but she didn't over talk this time. <laughs> Miguel says from the beginning they were comfortable and intimate. I did notice that Miguel was wearing his hubby t-shirt. And I'll give Mitch this. Everybody else's hubby t-shirt was nicer than his. <laughs> he didn't know that beforehand. <laughs> Miguel goes into a lot of detail about their wedding night. He said he made a move and she turned me down. And she said, we're just setting boundaries and figuring it out. And she wants to take it slow, um, slow and, you know, take time to get to know each other. And sex is a big deal. That got a little rambly. And then Justin agrees that sex is a big deal. Mm. Stasha agrees about building the foundation before you have sex, but she says it's very hard. Justin agrees that it's hard. Of course, Justin has a lot to say, as usual. Um, <laughs> Nate says that we're getting a crash course and getting to know each other, but he wants to do the deed now. I kind of like that he's honest about it. Mm-hmm. Alexis and Justin say they're playing it day by day, but it's hard on both their ends. They cuddle, they touch, they kiss, and she says she doesn't want to ruin it. Doesn't want to ruin it. <laughs> Mitch, in an interview. Because we have now the group has heard about Justin's celibacy for a year and a half. Mitch is very honest in the interview. He's just like, 
is not celibate on purpose. It's been the same time, a year and a half, and he just doesn't feel super confident about sex right now. And this is what I meant last week with Justin and his I'm celibate. Mitch is like, I haven't been having sex because no one wanted to sleep with me. I wonder if Justin is in the same boat. I want to say I'm inclined now. I didn't think so at first, but now I'm inclined. With just how much this man talks about sex, his dick, his what this man is not getting any. Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> not on purpose. And but although something my friend uh pointed out is that you know, when you look at it, a year and a half of celibacy when there was a pandemic, assuming that you took the pandemic seriously, is not that strange because everyone was in their house. That's what I said. <laughs> well, someone told me this weekend, so okay. I'm talking about I'm just it. saying I said it. <laughs> but um for me, I don't I fail to believe that as much as Justin was dating, I think that I think that's what I said when you said it. Actually, you're right. You said it. And I was like, what well, as much as he was dating, I think he was getting a lot of responses like Alexis. He was being shut down. <laughs> but why couldn't I that's the part of Justin that bothers me. Why do we have to turn it into a whole I was celibate? <laughs> because he's insecure. He's not authentic. He's not authentic. Justin talks about how they need a mental connection and it's worth the wait. And then, because we will apparently, we're on episode four, you guys, episode four. And we will never be able to escape Justin talking about his dick. Mm. First, and, and the thing is, he's like, I woke up so hard and it's like, oh my God. And then he transitions to what he should have said. And he's like, no matter what, when she touches me, I get goosebumps. And I'm like, why can't you say that? That sounds much better than my dick is hard. Um, I just, the secondhand <laughs> embarrassment was real. I was trying to gauge Alexis's reaction, but she seemed okay. I couldn't tell. She seems okay with it. Mm. Alexis makes a joke about it. She says, oh, I'm the problem. And she slides away and he like slides over. He's like, no, 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 you're not the problem. I, I don't, I mean... I don't know if Alexis is good with it, but she's doing a great job of acting like she's good with it. <laughs> I mean, Mitch had to chime in and said, no, you are the problem. <laughs> um, so then after this introductory drink and group chat, they go to their rooms and they gush over them because these are gratis. <laughs> <laughs> this is for promotional consideration. So you better like this room. Nate was really happy about the hot tub that's not that big and probably won't fit him. Um, it was impressive how he jumped into it. It was like a high jump and he made it in that tub. I was like, you could have cracked his skull open, dude. <laughs> um, Kristen and Mitch are in their room. Kristen's on the bed in the robe and Mitch wanders in the robe and they do a cheers with some champagne to them and their honeymoon. Do you and know Mitch I have no recollection of that scene? I don't know what your DVR is doing. <laughs> no, I got to do better. I think my brain is blanking on Kristen and Mitch. <laughs> well, it's good that I can tell you what happened. Thank you. Appreciate it, partner. <laughs> <laughs> so they sit on the bed and Mitch says that he appreciates that she's assertive. She takes a lead. It's been hard for previous significant others, but he wants to acknowledge that she is like, he really likes that she's assertive. 
And Kristen says that she's not traditional. She doesn't go to the beat of other people's drums and that this is part of their onion peeling, learning about each other. I would like to give Mitch props for giving an unadulterated compliment. Yes. Cause it's always nice to get compliments. So that, that was nice. That was nice. Then Mitch says that the intensity, he just feels like he's being more guarded than he hoped to be, but it's just a matter of time before he feels comfortable and that he likes her. And she says she wants to progress every day. His bandaid on his head is smaller. (laughs) I will, you know, that little sit down scene was the first good moment I have, like a full scene of Mitch and Kristen being good. Without Mitch saying something negative, doing something weird, like I appreciated it. Nate tells us that he wants to consummate on the honeymoon. I appreciate his honesty. Um, What's her name? Stasia does this like very weird interview where she completely changes her voice. And she's like, Nate wants to save water by taking a shower together just to save water. Um, I don't think it's for save water, but okay. It was cute. And she was playing with her hair and it was cute. And then they have a very hot and steamy shower scene. And I'm just like, how do you even shoot this? Where was the cameraman? Were they naked? Because I saw legs? Or did they have bathing suits on? Like, what in the world? I appreciated it, don't get me wrong. But I'm just like, are you that comfortable with the cameras already? It It was a nice way to end the honeymoon part of the episode, and we'll be right back with the wedding of Morgan and Ben. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And we are back. It was kind of weird. It felt like going backwards in the show. <laughs> like, wait, we're doing a wedding? I didn't like it. Taking us back to the anxiety of weddings. Are they going to like each other? They're nervous. And like, why didn't you just, I think they should have just shown it at the top of the episode. And then we catch up with everything. But taking us from... Two people almost stripping naked in the shower and then going back to being nervous about the wedding and someone recovering from COVID. That's like cold water. 
<laughs> I, I will say, because I remember you, we were talking about why couldn't they just show the weddings? I guess in order to tell the story of how everybody's going to go on their honeymoon um, and they're not going to be there, then they kind of have to show how they're behind everybody. So Ben is getting ready with his friends and I believe his brother. And mm-hmm. um, he tells us that he's negative and that he's happy he's getting married before his 30th birthday because his 30th birthday is tomorrow. Um, he also says that he's down for a second honeymoon because they're missing part of them. There's he's frugal, but wherever she wants to go, they'll go. The lies, the lies, the lies. This man is where I swear. My note is something in my mind tells me this trip is never happening. (laughs) (laughs) This man does not want to pay for air conditioning. Okay. We've been told it's not necessary. Does his laundry at 4 p.m has never bought a gift for anyone suddenly anywhere in the world. Not even like, I would take you to Mexico on Spirit Airlines with something from Tuesday to Thursday, but anywhere in the world. Okay, Ben, not buying it. The only thing we can learn is that if it's true love, then he will do these things. Mm. Because we don't, you know, we don't think that he will. Mm -hmm. If they even make it. So I want to thank a couple people for letting us know that the wedding venue is the, specifically Tracy, thank her for letting us know that the venue is the Inn at Rancho Santa Fe. And apparently it's really beautiful. (laughs) So I don't know what angles that they were getting for these other weddings. Another person who told us about the venue was SD Babe. And she talked about how it's a, someone told her it's a very coveted venue, but I mean, there's probably better ones. (laughs) (laughs) She put it in all caps. So this, there are a ton. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So back to Ben and Morgan, Ben, Ben's friend asked about his parents and he tells us that his parents have been together for 40 years. I don't think that came up before. I think we were so focused on Ben as a mama's boy that I wasn't even sure his parents were still together. So that was news to me. You did the calculation, right? Because he told us a year. A year? 1975? Yes. Oh, so did I just forget? He said he's been, they've been married since 1975. He also said they've been together for 40 years. The math is not mathing. <laughs> um, he... He also says that his parents are cool with it because they want grandkids. I was like, um, I wouldn't put any eggs in that basket, but okay. No pun intended. I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm like, it's 2022. If people get married, I would not assume that grandkids are following. I would, I would ask some questions before I got too excited. <laughs> um, Morgan is very nervous and very stressed. She tells her friend that she she passed out. Is I I remember my first college roommate was the first person I heard in my life describe sleeping as passing out, and to this day I find it very annoying. Really? <laughs> Just can't stand it. Ah. You were asleep. What is passed out? I'm like, well, did you drink to oblivion and therefore you passed out? I, I don't know. There's something about it that's not descriptive correctly passed out means like you were really the way I take it if you use passed out you were really tired that you don't even know when you fell asleep and you just remember how you referenced how people have these things that make no sense that bother them yeah 
that's what I think the passed out thing is for me. Got it. <laughs> Doesn't make a lick of sense. Um, um, her one of her bridesmaids says that she hopes he's like her so they can be equals. Um, she talks about how her mom is coming, but her dad isn't coming. Her friend actually asked, like, did you tell him? I mean, I know the answer, which I was like, this feels like a question that's just being asked for the cameras. Um, but she says, no, she didn't tell him that she was getting married. And she talks about boundaries and how she doesn't tell him what's going on in her life. And she doesn't involve him in her decisions. Um, and she says she always imagined walking down the aisle by herself She's independent and confident, and she doesn't see anything sad about walking herself down the aisle. And she doesn't believe in someone allowing her to be given away to someone else. I I, I co-sign most of that, all of it. (sighs) Okay. I I have thoughts. I mean, I get it. But a a little part of me was like, I mean, you're doing too much. because, Because my first thought was, then why not just let your mom walk you down? To me... The walking down is not symbolic to me of giving away or anything. It's more like you raised me, you did all this thing to me, and now I'm entering this new phase in my life and I'm walking you into that path as your parent. So to me, it's always an honor. Like when single, when people have their single parent walk them down, even though it's not a guy or whatever, it could be mom, it could be dad, it could be both of them. It's just because we've raised you to this next place. It's like taking your kid to college. Like you can move by yourself and prove you're independent, but they're doing it because they're your parents. So it's just symbolic of I'm leading you to the next phase of your life and I love you. So I don't know. So I just felt like it was, I always see it as an honor and I felt like she didn't give her mom that honor. Doesn't mean she loves her mom less. That's just my thing. And it was just Morgan. It seems like she's trying to make this whole, I'm independent, I'm strong headed thing her her thing, I guess. I agree with you about how it's, Morgan is a bit much with her. I'm a strong, independent woman. I just feel like if you are a strong, independent woman, you don't have to say it too much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I, I mean, I don't agree. I agree more with you about like what it means to walk somebody down the aisle. Um, But everybody's allowed their own interpretation. Like, Mm -hmm. Some people really do feel like they're being given away as property and they want no part of it. And I think that's more, Morgan's one of those people. I mean, that's fine. Then don't do a white wedding. <laughs> There's a whole bunch um, of things. Don't get a ring either, but okay. <laughs> she, Wait, sorry. Speaking of ideals, and I know I'm deviating, I was I had a thought which someone wrote in about too that I had the same question. Mitch and all his environmentalism, he got on a plane, right? he got on a plane that's all i'm saying and he didn't say anything but okay he didn't pay for his carbon offset city (laughs) so he's not contributing (laughs) morgan is a very stressed out person we hear a lot about how she's stressed um he ben is having some very strange conversations before this wedding so his brother asked him, do you want to do a sign to indicate if mom and dad are okay with the wife when she comes out? And he rejects this, you know, he's like, no, we don't need that. But I'm like, what is, what are you people saying? Like, what is the sign going to do? If they don't, I don't know. Like- <laughs> they can't wait till after to tell you they don't like the way she looks. How rude would that be? He, Ben talks about how he's closer to his mom and he's more scared of like what she's going to think because she's very nitpicky and her approval is important. 
Ben sends Morgan a gift. My God, this may be the worst gift I've ever seen in Maps history. It is Pastor Cal's book, Marriage Ain't for Punks. An assortment of gift cards that they don't talk about. I wondered if they were airline gift cards. Please, I. <laughs> what did you I think can't. they were? I just thought they were cards with notes. I didn't even take. I was stuck on the book and realizing that he probably gave her his free copy, so he paid <laughs> nothing for the gift and wrote <laughs> in the card that we can go anywhere. And I'm like, really? <laughs> oh, and. I mean, it was a pretty bad... Of all the gifts we've seen on maps, this is by far the worst. Worst? The note, was... The, the, the note was nice, though. I will give him that the note was nice. Mm-hmm. She gets her James Allen ring. She loves it. It's the ring she would have chosen for herself. Like, she's super... Much like all the other women, she's really excited about her ring. I wish one of them would have come out and said, I hate this ring. Um, <laughs> James Why? Allen would have been wake like, up? I want my money back. <laughs> Why would you wake up and choose violence? It's like biting the hand that feeds you. (laughs) So right before Ben walks down the aisle, he has a total bizarro conversation with his mom where he says, if you don't like her, just talk to me and we'll work it out. (laughs) I've never seen such a thing. This poor woman has been set up to sound like this overbearing woman and she probably isn't. Oh. And then this is where the show, I think, does been dirty. He's standing there at the top of the aisle waiting for her to come down. And they do a very weird voiceover with Ben talking about his nitpicky mom and saying the worst thing that could happen is that his mom doesn't approve. And I think they pulled this snippet from the matchmaking special before, like, not the wedding. Like, he was talking about doing maths and he said... The worst that could happen is my mom doesn't approve. And they decided to insert it at this very moment. Yeah. I mean, remember in the matchmaking special, they made this big deal about my mom, my mom. And then when he called to say I've been matched, this woman is just like, oh, I'm so happy for you. I can't wait to meet her, my new daughter. And I'm like, doesn't match. Not tracking. So Morgan comes down the aisle. Theirs is the nicest aisle I recall seeing on maps. There are beautiful bouquets, like every couple feet. It was really nice. And then there's somebody in the back who is so excited. They are jumping for joy. <laughs> the lady on the right, I saw her. I was She's like, snapping her fingers. Yes. She was overcome with emotion. <laughs> I actually thought that she was from Ben's side because I was like, oh, someone on Ben's side is very happy with the way she looks. <laughs> Lo and behold, that was her side. Yes. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> So they, she gets to the top of the aisle and this man tries to shake her hand, but Morgan and I have this in common. She's like, we're not going to shake hands. They hug. They introduce themselves. They have to reintroduce themselves because they don't um, they don't catch it the first time. She has him hold her hands, which once again, I was like, this is good. This is good. Um, and he is, has a giant smile on his face. He looks very, very happy. Bit, she does her vows. They're nice enough. He memorized his vows and says that's what he was doing during COVID is memorizing his vows. Um, He asked, may I? And they kiss. And it's really cute. Their family descriptions were nothing very interesting, except for the Mai Tai. We're going to hear a lot about the Mai Tai. <laughs> I think a Mai Tai is a drink. And I don't know what this martial arts is called. So Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Yes. 
Um, they, you know, they do their, their first initial conversation and, um, they pop champagne and then they high five. And I just feel that high fiving is the theme of the season and I don't like it. It's corny. (laughs) They both say they don't want to get red. I was confused. I was like, is it when you drink, you get red? And so that's why you're happy to be drinking fake champagne? No, it's a thing. So a lot of Asians get red when they drink alcohol. Okay. So, yeah. He tries to cheers to an amazing relationship and she's like, it's a marriage. (laughs) And they say in it to win it. And Morgan is happy because he's cute. Um, Even though she said, oh, I told myself whatever he looks like is fine, but now I'm really happy with the way he looks. I will say this. I thought Morgan, she's pretty, but she looked kind of plain on her wedding day. Mm. She didn't do like the heavy makeup. And then, you know how we've said she's like a mix of Merla and Olivia? I added someone else in the mix, and I got to say, she looks like Danielle. Not Danielle. The one that was mean to the guy in Atlanta. Sam. Sam, yes. This is a season of the show that I have not watched, by the way, but I can still identify the person. (laughs) Just saying. Yes. Did she look like Sam? We've had a where are they now. So, Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she looks like the half up, half down hair. I thought looked informal. I just think she just went light on the makeup because that's really what usually elevates them. It's like they just do the heavy wedding makeup. But I will say this, Aid. I did not see a lick of chemistry between these two. I said this during the matchmaking special. I was giving it time, giving it hope. I don't see it now. They give me big friend energy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure. They both think the other is attractive, though. They're both pretty open about that. So she she has her tat. She has a sleeveless dress on, and she has an arm tattoo. So she talks to him about, oh, like, are you okay with my tattoo? And he's like, yeah, I love tattoos. I want to get a leg sleeve. And she starts explaining her tattoo. She said, the koi fish is from my grandma. She tells him that she's Japanese. This man said, I love Tokyo. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was a little like, really? Um, And she's like, I've always wanted to go. He's like, we could go there for our second honeymoon. I was like, okay, all right. Um, they, She says that they we have a cat. And I actually could not remember which one of them has a cat. She doesn't. Yeah, because he said, I'm a cat dad now. They're very hyper in this first meeting. I'm telling you, big friend energy. Okay. <laughs> he tells her that he's an engineer and he tries to tell her that she, he tries to tell her that he's a personal trainer, but she cuts him off to talk about her workouts, her Muay Thai, her Muay Thai <laughs> and explaining that you can throw people, but you can't wrestle them on the ground. I can do it to you right now. I was like, Jesus, God. I don't know if it's because she's nervous, but the both of them are very, very awkward. Yeah. It was awkward. I mean, but it was kind of, I mean, it was like an unintentional dirty joke. And then he laughed. So, but it was still awkward. The dirty joke part flew right over my head. Oh, when um, she said, I can do you. I can do you anytime. I can do you um, right now. And then he laughed and he was like, I'll keep that in mind. 
thought he just looked scared. <laughs> um, he says that they have chemistry, but he's scared of the Muay Thai. I don't even get that thing when everyone says it. They're like, oh, she should be worried. Like, is she going to be like beating up her husband, guys? Like, <laughs> Someone sent us a message that I very much appreciated. Where they're like, in martial arts, the point is not to talk all the time about how you're going to beat people up. That's not the point of studying martial arts. <laughs> and also that her friend from the first episode should have been wearing a mouth guard and then she wouldn't have got her tooth knocked out. Um <laughs> show us a preview this season on maths the first half of that preview i was like is this a five for five season oh, is everybody gonna say yes on girl you're a vet you're a vet you should and then know show- i am disappointed in you aid you should know better hope springs eternal and then they showed the second half and i was like is this gonna be a zero for uh, five for zero season girl because I, just- I don't know if any of these people are gonna be saying yes by the end of this I don't even think Mitch and Kristen gonna make it to the end. So, <laughs> but you know, I, I did. I did study the preview to see if everybody makes it to the most beautiful decision day venue I've ever seen, um, <laughs> because that was one of the clues last season. Is that uh, Chris and Alyssa? There was no shots of them coming to decision day. Uh, and what did you find out? Um, I think I saw them. I was like, okay, okay, they'll make it to, they'll show up to decision day no matter what happens. Even Mitch oh. and Zach, I mean, Mindy and Zach went, went to decision day. I know. And Chris and Paige did too. So, um, I will say my thoughts were like, this isn't going to be good. I think so. I think it's so. It's going to be good. I can't wait for all this to unfold. And then we got to see Devon and the new experts. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, Aid, who has your bouquet this week? My bouquet goes to Morgan and Ben. Wow. They're the only wedding. They got off to a nice start. Were they awkward? Yes. But they both looked very happy for this first episode, seeing each other, and I was happy for them. I'll give it to the experts. You know, we have a five for five on weddings. Everyone was pretty buzzy about their partners. Except for Mitch. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who has your bouquet? My bouquet goes to Nate. I just appreciated him being open. Did I doubt him? Yes, but that's on me. That's my problem. But I appreciated him being open about his um, insecurities to Stasha and to her family about his desires to have a different family than what he had when he grew up. Who has your burnt ashes? I'm Justin. And I will say, it's not like everybody was actually really good this week, and that's why it's Justin. I cannot hear you talk about your dick anymore. I cannot. We need to get to episode five. We need to survive two hours without hearing about Justin and his dick and his heart. I don't want to hear it. Who has yours? Ditto, ditto, ditto. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear this man's (laughs) dick talk anymore, but I will confess... For all of his talk, I'm not going to lie to you. This might be TMI. If any tape of his leaks, I want to see it. I just want to see what all the noise is about. Like, he better back it up for all of this talk of everything that he has put us through. Now I want to see it. I want to see what's going on. Oh, God. I'm like, what if it gets to the end of the season? This man starts in OnlyFans. What will we do? Abe, I am paying. 
<laughs> Let me know if you want the link. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. On that note, on that that's note. it for this week. You can find Tane with Nana on the Rewatch podcast, where they have just finished rewatching Sex and the City season five. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys. We're available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for supporting us and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Please give us a five-star rating if you are so inclined on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will not see you next week, but we will see you the week after. And don't forget to listen to the After Party recap on our Patreon. Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.